Welcome back to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Kuzmeyers, and whether you're trying to conceive in the middle of a pregnancy, one day or one year postpartum, we are here to provide comfort and community for the entire perinatal journey. From birth stories of moms just like you and I, to my solo musings on the throes of motherhood and business, to powerhouse mamas making real change, we are here to support you so you can take out your AirPods, feel less alone, and more empowered to take on the day. Wherever you are, let's get cozy. Welcome back to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. This is officially the first ever solo cast recorded in New Zealand. I am recording this on February 28th, and you are hearing it probably around March 3rd, which is uh I will actually be in the air when this drops. The funny thing about coming to New Zealand is that let's say you leave like we did on February 8th, you arrive two days later in time because New Zealand is 18 hours ahead of us. So when you're here, how you do the time is you actually think you'll be like, oh, it's six hours later in the States, but technically it is six hours later in the day, but it's the day prior. So when we leave on March 4th, New Zealand time, that will be Sunday, the third in America. And then we actually arrive home on the same day. So you actually gain time coming home. So anyway, interesting fun fact, but today this episode's going to go kind of like either A, I am an ambassador for New Zealand, I want to tell you guys about it, and or B, a fertility update and or C, a business update, kind of just like a brain dump of all of the things I just haven't really paused to talk about. And of course, New Zealand is such an interesting place. I think a lot of people do know why we come here and what the connection is, and a lot of people don't. And so I thought, well, I might as well share that because it's pretty unique, and um, I just find it all interesting. And I also love New Zealand, and I could genuinely see myself living here um, for a year or more. Um, I would just miss my friends, and so then I would just campaign for them to move here too. Um, But yeah, so I guess to get started, um, we are here this trip, um, kind of last minute on accident. My, well, let me go, let me go back to just why New Zealand, because that will make it kind of all make more sense. So when my dad was in his twenties, he took a solo trip to the North Island of New Zealand. Um, a family friend, of my grandparents um, was had family in New Zealand and so my dad went and stayed with them they helped him get a job on a fruit farm and my dad did a little bit of solo traveling and he was just going around the North Island which is a little bit more tropical it's closer to the equator not that the South Island where we are um, isn't warm but he was uh, exploring loved it and then I want to say 2011 or 2010, my little brother was a professional snowboarder and he came to an area nearby Cromwell, which is near Wanaka in the South Island for the New Zealand Open. Uh, And he, you know, hiked the pipe with Sean White, yada, yada. But um, my dad was there chaperoning and um, was kind of looking around and was like, what is this place? Wanaka is amazing. And um, he ended up investing in some land. And this was, again, back in 2011. And then when I graduated college and my brother graduated high school, we took a family trip 
to here and Australia it was kind of like a whirlwind two-week trip and my dad showed us the property which is super cool and then starting back in 2017 uh, my stepmom and my dad decided they were going to start working on a house and they were going to become dual residents and in the process of that my dad also started a business here uh, Wanaka is kind of like Snowmass in Colorado which also happens to be a beautiful touristy place next door to Aspen. Um, I joke that I have my toxic trait is falling in love with tourist, uh, you know, beautiful mountain towns, but, um, that's, I got married in Snowmass. Um, but my, uh, dad noticed that, you know, Wanaka is very, um, how do I say this? Like, it's not commercial. There's no Starbucks. It's very, like, you feel like you went back in time 50 years and it's getting more and more developed actually, even just in the last year, I can tell changes, but he, um, a lot of people are into outdoorsy stuff, um, dirt biking, etc. And so my dad noticed an open market point and, um, has a power sports store that sells like boats. Cause Wadika is this massive lake, uh, and motorcycles and, um, it's kind of his passion project. And so when we're here, it's like, there's this extra layer of hominess because they have a home and, they, they, there's a business and you see Wanaka Power Sports like branding and um, a bunch of the team members walking around town and it's just, it's a different vibe than like, I don't know, if I were to go to Europe, like I'm not going to know anyone there, I don't feel at home, I'm staying in a hotel, yada yada. So um, that's, my dad's in love with New Zealand and so last year uh, when Declan was 18 to 19 months old, we did our honeymoon here because we knew one, it's a really cool place, and two, we'll have free childcare. So we can leave Declan um, with my stepmom and dad uh, if we need to go somewhere. And so we thought it was a kind of a, you know, once in a lifetime trip. And by the end of the trip, we're like, oh, we want to like make this happen again. And then this year, we were talking about going. Flights are super expensive. Um, trying to plan something for March, and it was just an amazing series of events that kind of came together to make this happen. Um, and and sad events as well. Um, the first sad event is that my step uncle was moving into hospice. He was actually supposed to come visit as well. And so my stepmom said, look, I don't think I'm going to still be here by March. So don't plan a trip for March because we won't be here. Just wait a second. We'll see what happens. Um, I just don't want you to buy tickets and then not be able to come. So we were waiting on it. And then the last week of February or sorry, January, uh, my dad had been planning this massive GM summit of all of his general managers from the car dealerships in America to come out here as like a reward trip. And one of his general managers quit. And so there were two spots open, two paid hotel spots, uh, two spots open on all of the fun adventures that, that were booked, the dinners, the flights that were going to be paid for, all these things. And so my dad was like, do you and Jeff want to come? So last minute, less than a week to prepare, we decided to come. So that's why we're here. Sorry for the long-winded, you know, yada, yada. But I love it. And it is this mystical, magical place. If you guys know, you know, but I am into astrology. I listen to about three hours of astrology every week. And I looked into my astrocartography last year and I have a sun line going through New Zealand and so does my dad. So it makes sense. It tracks. Um, and fortunately or unfortunately, this happened at Christmas time too, but the travel, the kind of shift that happens in the holidays too, where there's stress and there's chaos and there's parties and 
um, all the things that, you know, kind of change your body chemistry, um, just with different schedules and, um, go, go, go energy. Um, my cycle lasted 30, I want to say 38 days in December. So I kept thinking, oh my God, I'm pregnant. I'm going to be pregnant at Christmas. Oh my God, this is a Christmas miracle. And it was the sickest joke of all time because my period was just really late because my cycle was like really messed up. And then in January, I had a 30 day cycle. I was so excited. I was like, I'm so ready. And then as I've been here, um, I've been testing like the last five days because I'm like, maybe I'm pregnant this time. And that's pretty much what's happening is I'm just having a longer cycle, which, you know, that's what happens. Uh, when you travel and you throw your body off and you change time zones. And so, um, I actually didn't ask me anything on Instagram about my fertility journey. Um, I know not a lot of people love these long form, um, you know, uh, versions of stories. So, um, I had some people ask me questions over the weekend on, you know, what's next, what's going on. Um, one of the questions I got that I really loved is how did, your fertility, secondary infertility journey, um, change your spirituality, your perspective on it. And it's funny because the first year I was like, you know, I got pregnant with Declan while I was at a ranch, popping Benadryl all day, completely inflamed by insane allergies and, you know, fight or flight, not sleeping the greatest and anything's possible. Like I, you know, anything's possible. And this time around, so for the first year of, of trying for a second baby, I was kind of like in the same mindset. I was like, I'm good. Everything's fine. I, it's all about the spiritual connection. I don't need medical tests, yada, yada. And God, I'm saying, I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe I just haven't solo coasted casted in a while. And, um, so at the year point, I, it's not that I looked completely away from spirituality, but life kind of put me, I've been saying like, on the field like in spirituality and when you're also serving more as a mindset coach like you're constantly in this massive state of awareness for yourself for others and life was like you're not coaching you're just throwing yourself into cozy cozy which kind of felt like getting hit by waves after wave after wave just pummeled by waves in 2023 i can explain more in a minute um and also um you're going to like really be in the 3d like doing these medical tests and so it's not that i looked away from spirituality it was just that, like how can you be in that level of awareness when you're getting pummeled by waves like fight or flight energy like i was on the field like in the middle of the football game you're not also watching the tape you are playing the game and like you don't know what your pinky finger's doing while you're holding the ball like you're just grabbing the ball however you can do you know what i mean so I've kind of been coming down since December on a lot of what went down in 2023, including a lot of testing and um, business stuff. So from the fertility side, as you guys know, you can go back, I'll link it. Um, I did a deeper dive. I have three main fertility journey episodes. One is called the low hanging fruit of my fertility journey from last spring. That's like, what were like the first 10 things I did when I was like, okay, something doesn't totally feel right here. So you can go listen to that. Then I had one called comparison and infertility and just some of the, the mind fucks that have gone down with this secondary infertility journey. And then the deep dive full blown story is where my friend Esther, the CEO and founder of my Advo interviews me. And that was done about two months ago. So I'll link all of them. 
Um, and so where we are now is I am, we are on a timeline. <laughs> we're on a real timeline. Jeff and I decided we are going to do IVF in July at if we don't get pregnant naturally by then. And what's hilarious is we actually conceived Declan at a ranch in Colorado in July of 2020. So one, we like the July timeline. So we're like, if we have to do IVF, which we really don't want to do, at least we love that timeline. We like giving birth in March or end of March, early April. Like it's going to be great. And if you've read the book Spirit Babies, they actually talk about this one cabin where a lot of couples would go as like a last resort and then they'd get pregnant. And I'm like, maybe that's just where we get pregnant. And of course, my stepmom booked a family ranch trip. We haven't been since 2020 in June of this year. So that will be like our really big Hail Mary last ditch effort. And of course, like you can't just quote unquote, make it happen. Like it's all going to come down to like, when am I ovulating? And so right now with this like weird December cycle and the short January cycle, and now this long February cycle, I'm like, for all I know, the stars are aligning so I can conceive at the ranch. Like it's going to happen. Who knows? But, um, that's our timeline. And at this point, we're just like, you know, I'm on a supplement protocol still um, guided by Live Nourished, um, Olivia Wagner of Live Nourished. Love working with her. Um, I've definitely lowered my stress level on the work front. I'll get into work stuff in a little bit. Um, but I'm also like, I'm not being paranoid about it. Like I could continue to lower my caffeine intake. I could continue to lower my alcohol intake. Um, not that that's like super high. Um, but it's like, I can't live in a vacuum. I mean, if like this could go on for three more years and there's something in my mind set, um, in my energy field that when I limit myself, I feel like I'm creating conditionality. If I do this, then X will happen. Right? So and we know this because I've actually, I've done many, not many, but I know I've done a few um, episodes on conditionality, but you never want to be doing something to get something. It doesn't work spiritually. So if you say, um, if I eat, you know, less, you put a condition on cake. If I eat less cake, then I'll be skinny. It's like, you're now creating that as truth. And then your, your subconscious can then, you know, make you eat a lot of cake if that is something going on in your subconscious with maybe I am fat beliefs or, you know, I don't want to get into the weeds, but then you create a reality where you can't win. And I also believe that anything's possible. Like I said, I was popping Benadryl, like hardcore Benadryl. I know it's so bad for you, but it's the only thing that works for me when I'm out at the ranch because I'm so allergic to hay, horses, grass, dust, all of it. Um, and I'm on Zyrtec twice a day just to live. Like that's just how I roll. Um, it sucks. I tried going off of it last year and it, um, did not work for me. So I know that I got pregnant in an allergy inflamed state in 2020. And I don't want to say if I cut out all cardio, then I will get pregnant. If I cut out all, you know, so I'm just working generally on overall lifestyle balance. And then really importantly, um, starting December 1st, I hit such a breaking point with the stress I put myself through self-inflicted with cozy, cozy last year that I was like, okay, mentally I'm out. Not like I'm over it. I'm giving up, but like, if this is going to work, God, like you got to do it. Like I am out. I've done everything I possibly can. I've pushed the boulder up the mountain. I feel like I'm about to 
slip off the mountain and die. So I know that sounds so dramatic, but that's how I felt. So I gotta, I gotta like, you gotta take me down. I'm gonna just like see what this boulder wants to do on its own. And if it's supposed to fly up the mountain, it will. And about halfway into December, I realized that my body was like, yeah, that's hilarious. I don't believe you. And so I was like, yeah, it's going to take a minute. Like it's probably going to take till like end of January for my body to trust me. And that was so true. Now my body's like, yeah, no, like I, I trust you. Like you're finally chilled out. Um, and what's hilarious is, uh, Jeff said to me when we were in Miami, the first, well, we were in January, the last week, uh, in Miami, the last week of January. And we came to New Zealand the February 8th. So it's been nuts. But Jeff was like, yeah, I feel like your heart's not in it. And it was so interesting. I journaled for like an hour on this. And it's not that my heart's not in it. It's that I'm using a different operating system. In the past, my um, need to prove, my scarcity mindset, my root chakra wounding, all of that was operating from if I don't kill myself over this, if I don't push the boulder up the hill, if I don't get up at 5 a.m. for every day of the week, Monday through Friday for, you know, six months, which I did in 2023, then I don't care enough. Then it's not going to work. Yada, yada. Oh, God, I keep saying that. And um, that operating system doesn't work. And that is what I had to flip a switch off of. And in 2020, I had this really interesting experience when I was pregnant of um, staying at my dad's, which I usually stay at my mom's when I'm home in Indiana. And um, I got up at, you know, six something. It was still dark outside. The Midwest doesn't, there's East or Indiana still on East Coast time. So the sun rises later. And I was like, I didn't really have a lot of clients at the time. And I was like, I don't know even what I'm doing up early. Like, it wasn't like I got up early just because, like, I kind of had forced myself. And after I'd been up for, like, three and a half hours, four hours, my dad, like, rolls out of bed. He runs a massive company with with over a 1,000 employees. Rolls out of bed. It's, like, 9.30 on a Wednesday. Goes over, gets coffee, and goes back into his bedroom to, like, lay in bed and watch the news. And I was, like, I was, like, so triggered because I just, in my brain, like, how can he be so irresponsible? He should be up early. He should be the, and then I'm like, whoa, like, no, he is doing life on his time. He's nothing is an emergency. Like, and if he can run a company that big with that many people and have nothing be an emergency, like, and you know, backstory, my dad was a, um, F-16 pilot. And obviously I did have some very intense, critical, mindset training to fly over no-fly zones over Iraq and Afghanistan in a massive jet carrying weapons. Um, but I was just like, whoa, like how can I operate that way? And so that came back to me at the end of last December. Like how do I operate this way? How can I operate more like that? Not that I don't care, but that I started a, I, I, I chose entrepreneurship my first day out of college for freedom. I chose entrepreneurship to work on my time and Declan is not going to be little for long. I need to, I need to live my values. And if that means working for three hours before he wakes up because I am an early bird, great. And if it means I work one hour because I wanted to sleep in and then he's up and I'm mom for the day, like that's what it's going to be. And I know there's going to be times like launches or busy seasons or whatever, um, where 
it's going to require more of me, but at my own, you know, volition. And so anyway, my epiphany when Jeff said, yeah, I don't think your heart's in it is that I had mastered a new operating system because I care about this so much. I wouldn't do it if I didn't care about it, but it's like I matured to a new level of, of entrepreneurship where yes, I love it. Yes, I care. Or, or maybe it's a new level of motherhood or maybe it's a hybrid where I'm living my values. Nothing's an emergency. Everything is on my time and I don't have to fight so hard. Like no one's racing me. And so that was, again, between December, January, and then Jeff always, you know, being my spiritual teacher (laughs) without realizing it when he said your heart's not in it. Like I was like, oh, that's so interesting that that's how it comes off because that's what I thought about my dad when I was triggered by him in 2020. And that wasn't true. It's just that he has figured out a way to deal with high levels of things that could be stressful, high levels of what could be stressful, and put it into a way that his body doesn't feel like it's constantly under attack. And creating that level of safety will also, by the way, help me get pregnant. Because my other theory was like, if I'm not getting pregnant naturally, how do I know IVF's going to work, right? Because my theory for a while that I don't want to put conditions on either, it's like, if this baby wants to be born via IVF, so it will, um, was if I, because I know I've carried Declan naturally and got pregnant naturally, like something must be wrong with me to not be pregnant naturally. So I shouldn't do IVF. Um, but we're just trusting this whole process and it's such an act of surrender. All of it, like, oh, that has been the biggest lesson. And what's funny in the last, in the lesson of surrender is just last night we went to, um, if you follow me on Instagram, we went to the out to this farm that um, has this man-made wave where you can practice surfing. And uh, my dad came to watch us at the tail end of our session. And I was like, hey, dad, is there is there a place to go to dinner in this tiny town? He's like, yeah, I think there's like one place. I was like, okay, cool. So we go to this little hotel for dinner and we sit down and I was like, dad, like, or I know, I think Jeff asked, he said, is it hard to work out here? And he goes, oh, it always ends up being more like logistically annoying than it's even worth and kind of nodding to like, I should just not even try, you know, to work minus like seeing the power sports store out here. And, and then, um, Jeff just kind of said, oh yeah, yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. And he said, yeah, it's almost like, then I look back at when I'm home, like, do we always have to grind so hard? And I think my dad's like good at not grinding too, too hard. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I've been feeling. Like this is, there's a lot that we've still unfortunately been waiting on with Cozy Cozy from delays in packaging due to like Vietnam having a month long holiday to waiting for updated costs to waiting for a new um, formulation of nip gloss. Like there's just so many things that we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And I was like, I could sit around twiddling my thumbs or I could take a chance to fill in for this GM on a trip and like live my life. And, um, it was an amazing opportunity. And since Jeff is allowed to work remotely, we've actually been, he's actually been working a lot while we're here. He gets up at 4.45. He rolls right over to his laptop. He works from 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. He's like, it's funny because since the first like four hours of his workday, he has to be like quiet because everyone's sleeping and he's 
you know, locked in this little bedroom working. He doesn't even like grab coffee, which I don't know how he does that. Um, he's like, I actually feel like I do more focused work here than at home because at home we're like talking or distracting or just making noise in the house and stuff. But, um, yeah, he's been working really hard. He's taken, he took vacation days to get out here and he took a few for activities with the group and then he took last Friday off. Um, and yeah, he's working this week, five days a week. So it's, um, nice that he has been allowed to work out here so that we can spend more time out here. And to be honest, last year we were supposed to be here two weeks. We extended like five more days this year. We're here almost a month. And I'm like, okay, next year, two months, like, oh, it's just so great. Um, but while I've been here on the work front, aside from taking a little bit more of, of time to be in that awareness of how am I operating? What does this all mean? What the hell happened last year with the amount of stress I put myself under? What is the future of Cozy Cozy? We got a call. I posted about it, but now I'm not allowed to talk about it. But if you know, you know, I posted about it potential TV show situation, um, at the end of January. And we've been working on that application process. Obviously we already applied and got through the first thing, but now there's like vetting. So this month of February have been two major parts of the business. A getting all legal docs in place for ownership and shares of our C Corp. We issued shares when we, um, were, uh, when we transitioned from an LLC to a C Corp last year and um, we got all of those docs in place and then worked on these hundreds and hundreds of questions for application and um, for a TV show and um, are working through that while we're waiting on other prototype things for the business. So it's been um, not for the faint of heart. Um, it's been a team effort on all accounts um, to get that going, but uh, I think it will all be worth it. And it's funny because so many of the things I did in 2023, I was like, why are we doing this? And why is this all showing up? And like, but I just kept listening to my body and it was like, yep, transition to a C Corp. Yep. Uh, do ownership with the team and equity with the team. And like, there were just so many things that I'm like, and like, even like in June, we did a photo shoot with our first round of prototypes. Like first round of prototypes are like, not it ever. And then why did we, vid I mean, we like did a full blown video for this product with just this prototype. And then when we had to do a part of the TV show thing, we're like, oh, we have all the footage we need. Like, it's just funny. It's like the invisible string theory. It's like, it was like telling me to do all these steps to have all the ducks in a row for this. And by the way, like we might not make it and that's okay. It may be nothing to us. Um, but if anything, it's been a great learning experience and, um, it could be a huge opportunity, so why not go for it? So I've been working on all the legal docs, did a ton of it on the plane on the way out here, and then cleaned it all up, got it out end of last week, and then all of the stuff is, we have one more thing to submit for the show. Um, today, again, it's 28th. We have to do it by March 1st, so when you're hearing this, everything's been submitted. So I have to say, it was a productive month, which is pretty cool to be out here and feel like it was um, productive. Our hope is that we launch our pea cup um, in April. I like birthing things in April. I launched my book in April. I gave birth to Declan in April. Uh, so 
I'm hoping that that get, comes together for April. It might be a little bit of a crunch with March, but we'll see. Um, and then we've got all a bunch of nip gloss going out in the Nurture by Naps baby boot camp um, that's happening in March. So that's super exciting. I love their baby boot camp. I did it with Declan. I love Naps. I love everything they stand for. So we're really excited to partner with them. We also had units go out in the, for their um, February boot camp. So, um, it's making its way out into the world, which is great. Um, but I guess to close, um, I hope all of this is supportive in whatever way it needs to be for somebody listening. Um, but I would just say if you have a chance to step out of your reality, whether that is to take a long weekend instead of working over the weekend and just drive, just drive somewhere to a random motel. One of my favorite things about this trip is that every day I wake up, I don't know what's going to happen. And you guys, I'm such a planner. Um, but like yesterday I woke up, I'm like, oh crap, I signed up for surfing. I thought that was later this week. Oh, we're going surfing. But after surfing, like there was no plan. I didn't know my dad was going to come meet us. And then he was, we were going to go to dinner together in town. Like it's just been this, and that's how it was last year too. And it makes me think twice about like when I plan group trips, since I travel with friends a lot, I'm like, I'm going to like just next time I'm still going to plan and make reservations and stuff like how I I always tend to do for my friends but I'm going to pretend like I don't know what we're doing so they can have that experience of just flowing into like oh why don't we go over here this sounds good yeah let's do it in New Zealand that's possible because it's just not that busy and in the states especially like in cities like Boston or Chicago um, or even like the, we just have few restaurants where I live in New Hampshire. Like you really got to have like reservations for some of the places. Um, and like in Vermont and anyway, it's nice to just flow and just be like, Oh, I feel like going over to the swimming hole today. Or, oh, I feel like going for a long walk or I feel like stopping by a friend's house and just seeing what they're up to. Like the neighbors like literally walk into our house here. Hey, what's going on? And then you're like, you have to stop and think like, are they here? Cause they just want to say hi, or were they supposed to be here or both or what do they need something? Cause they'll just talk to you for like 20 minutes before they tell you like what they need or why they're here. And sometimes there's no point. It's just to say hello. And that's just such an interesting pace. And so I'm soaking up the frequency and soaking up the different energetic that is New Zealand and hoping to bring this back into some level of infusion of this into my life because I also got the download. I, I was just re really relaxed. We did a three-hour drive to Dunedin last weekend, which is on the um, east coast of New Zealand, um, to go see the ocean. And um, I got this download. I was just so relaxed in my body and just like along for the ride in the car and that it was like this is this is your like soak this moment up I kind of got that when I'd watch Netflix with Declan when I was pregnant with him um before it was like the calm before the storm I'm like okay I'm soaking it up I'm relaxed I'm 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 uh recalibrating and that is the lesson that is the message so um please feel like if anyone out there has questions for I could write over a hundred things to do in Wanaka like love Wanaka and think everyone should visit this in their lifetime. Um, it is a long trip, but it is worth it once you get here. So I hope that 
anyone who has questions, feel free to email me or DM me. I always put my Instagram and my email in the show notes. If you have fertility questions, um, again, I took kind of the, I shared the spiritual one, but yes, the other question we got was, are we doing IVF? I know I shared the answer to that. Someone else asks, are we doing IUI? Our doctor told us that would not be as, um, the success rates aren't as high. So to just go right to IVF. Um, so we, stay tuned for more updates on that but um you guys got the fertility update you got the work update and um it's all good like there's it's all good and um I'm grateful to have new perspective heading home in about five days and um grateful for everyone following along I know my Instagram account turns into a little bit of a New Zealand spam account but the amount of people who have been like, please keep posting. We love seeing this. Like, what is New Zealand? This place looks so cool. I'm like, you know what? Yes, it is. And life is short. So make the post. Uh, anyway, without further ado, I'm going to close it out. But again, there is a coupon code for nip gloss in the show notes. If you want to buy that for a friend, you can also add it to your baby list, uh, baby registry, just by adding the plug in to your browser and heading over to cozycozy.com. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in as always. And I'll leave you with stay cozy.